This is Alpha Geek Radio. Um, so I think we might have one other person joining us. He might be coming in a little late, but uh, I think we can uh, get started. Are we good with the recording? We're good, good, good. All right. Welcome, everyone. You're here to listen to us talk about the business of podcasting. This title, or this session used to be called How to Make Money with Podcasting. It's, it's all kind of, I mean. <laughs> and uh, in fact, Mark Gunn here is really the reason why this, this session started. How long have you been doing this session? Because you do this every year. Um, this is the, well, this third one we've done yeah. um, on this. Uh, before that, I was in the marketing marketing for podcasts but it was everyone was there and they all talked about Twitter I, I, I just kind of like I don't use Twitter I don't like Twitter yeah. I hate it with a passion so <laughs> we should probably introduce uh, Mike's just went dead hello okay um, so we should probably just introduce ourselves Mark would you like to kick it all off yeah my name is Mark Gunn I'm a musician, in case you didn't notice. <laughs> I know it's an auto heart, but I'm still a musician, really. Um, and I'm also a podcaster. I do the Irish and Celtic music podcast, as well as a new one called The Celtic Geek. Um, and basically, yeah, the Irish and Celtic music one has been going, it's my longest one. I started it in 2005, and still going, and still making some money. And um, awesome, fun music. If you like Celtic music, it is a great place to check it out. Yeah. And then I'm Dick Costello, CEO of Twitter. <laughs> Oh my God! So embarrassing. <laughs> uh, no, my my name's Tom Merritt. I'm a I'm a podcaster. I do the Daily Tech News Show, Sword and Laser Sci-Fi, uh, Fantasy Book Club, a uh, bunch of other uh, podcasts, and I've been podcasting for a long time. Yeah, nine years. It hasn't been that long. Um, I'm Nicole Spagnolo. Um, I do a number of podcasts. The one that I make my living on, uh, my husband and I do a woodworking how-to podcast. Um, and we've been doing that since 2006. And then I have a lot of little side things that I do just because I love it. So mm-hmm. Ladies of Leet, which is a video game podcast, Nerd Parents, which is, um, <laughs> I, I just, it's, it's support. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's very addicting. Um, and, <laughs> and, you know, and some of them don't make money, and I'm, I'm totally okay with that. And, and you may walk away from this session going, you know, I just kind of want to make enough to, you know, pay for my website, maybe my hosting costs, things like that. And that's totally cool. So don't think that any one of us has the answer. Um, We're just here to kind of share our experiences and kind of where we've been um, down that road of because when you start getting money involved, it it kind of it changes things. Mm. Um, I think now that I work for our business full time I work probably I feel like I work more <laughs> my husband would probably tell you different <laughs> but it feels like you, you know it matters more yeah <laughs> no well no I'm up at 5 because I have a 2 year old but <laughs> so um I guess we could start off with you Mark um I guess when you decided to kind of turn your podcasting because you use it more of a vehicle to sell your music, correct? Um, no, sort of, <laughs> not really. I, I use it actually for a, the celebrity aspect more than anything. Um, when I started, I started a, in 2000, I started a, a newsletter called the Celtic Music Magazine, or had a different name then, but Celtic Music Magazine. And um, it kind of eventually, when podcasting came around, I found the the Irish and Celtic Music podcast was much more popular than my newsletter, so that kind of took uh, precedence. Um, and when I started the Celtic Music magazine, my goal was, yes, to promote my band, my old my old group, the Brobdingnagian and and Bards. Uh, but quickly I realized uh, there are a lot of people who wanted Celtic music. Let's give it to them. And, and then I started helping people, and they were like, hey, this is awesome. I And sort of came back in a different way. And that's where I say the celebrity aspect was more valuable than the actual... Um, you know, trying to sell my own CDs. I, so, I, yes, I do play my music in the podcast, but I don't do it every show. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, you know, every couple months that I do it. Um, but it's it's it goes really, it works hand in hand for that. So, yeah. Well, and I think when people get into podcasting, um, they they feel like, oh, I need to get a advertiser, or I need to get sponsors, or I need to do it's it's. It's a. Sl- I've always found it's been a slow build when, especially when you're first starting out. Like you, don't put so much 
so many expectations on yourself. Yeah. Um, but for for you, you're a veteran podcaster. You've been doing it for a while. You you started with CNET. Yeah. Well, and it's kind of your job. I think Leo Laporte <laughs> put it best, uh, and I think it was at a podcast expo in Ontario a long time ago. Like, if you're going to get into podcasting, don't do it for the money. Right. Even yeah. if even if people and at the time everyone laughed because nobody was making money, right. and and still not a lot of people, but some people are. But I would still say like do it because you really are passionate about Celtic music or or something else, right? Uh, you can do it for free. Mm-hmm. You can host your files on archive.org. You can download Audacity for free and edit your MP3s. You can get a free blog on WordPress and still use FeedBurner, which is limping along from Google. You can, <laughs> you can, you can do it all without cost. And I, I, I would recommend for most people that's where they start. Just do it, get good at it, practice enjoy what you're doing and refine it before you worry about, well, how am I going to make money Mm -hmm. off this? Because uh, Justin Robert Young was saying this in the podcast kickoff, the way you're going to make more money off something is by being good at it. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I'm not saying that you won't be good right out of the gate. Maybe you will. Maybe you're just like naturally talented and a star, but I certainly wasn't and most people I know weren't. You need to start putting in those 10,000 hours and getting your show refined. The, I some thought of the they said 10,000 hours didn't, didn't matter anymore. Well, <laughs> I, you put in however many hours you want, but the more hours you put in, the better you're going to get. Yeah, it, exactly, right? exactly. Uh, and I mean, and that's that. You know, that's that. That's the way I've looked at it because I started podcasting, like you said, at CNET uh, in March of 2005, and then October 2005 started doing a show just on my own because I enjoyed doing it because mm-hmm. I wanted mm-hmm. to do it and. The show from CNET was never really accepted within CNET as a mainstream show. It was always an extension of marketing or something they let us do. Uh, whereas the show that I, I started just for fun, I still do. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Almost Meets 10 West, years right? later. Yeah, it's East Meets West, right? Yeah. Um, I'm curious, how many of you guys do a podcast? You know, good number of you. How, how many, many of you want to do a yeah. podcast but don't? Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. That's good. Wait, some of you said I do a podcast and I don't do a podcast. <laughs> How many of you currently make uh, any money doing your podcast? We've got a few. Not bad. Um, we have a mic up here, too, because we're going to take questions. Um, so if you do have questions, feel free. Come on up here. Um, where would you like to start off? Because this is an overwhelming topic because it really ha- – I guess the question is, how many of you have a business plan? <laughs> Business what? Yeah. Yeah, I'm not raising my hand. <laughs> <laughs> no, you do because you you have Because I asked me. her to make one. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> um, just a, a plan of how you want to attack actually making money and kind of your approach, right? Um, I mean, and, and you can fly by the seat of your pants, but <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not saying there's one way to. There's only one way, but a business plan is a is a good way it of kind of organizing smart, yourself and and finding out where those revenue streams are. I, I think my my biggest problem when I, when it came out is trying to you know because again I I was doing it for fun and you know. I did want to monetize it from the very beginning. I hate but, that word, but I know. <laughs> I use it all the but, time. But, you know, it's like, you know, how, how do you do it? What method? You sell, you know, I think originally I was like, well, it's a music podcast, sell CDs. Talk about the worst plan out there. <laughs> um, you know, the money, the income is just so poor doing that. So I thought, hey, here's a great idea. How about an educational factor? And maybe I could do, um, you know, some sort of uh, e-books or something, which is a nice idea, but... Again, it's music. People are, they they want to be fans of what they're what they are, you know, the the bands that they love and maybe they'll find someone else, but probably not gonna buy a book, Mali. Dancing about architecture, right? <laughs> that that famous phrase. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um so so yeah, trying to figure out how how to do that has been a challenge for me. Mm-hmm. I did find a method but uh, to make some money, but it's it's definitely a challenge figuring out. And I think part of the problem with with for me with creating the business plan was um, again I was trying to figure out which how, there's a lot of different ways you can go mm-hmm. and what's going to inspire the most passion and get people behind it enough that they're gonna you know want to give money. Well, I feel like what you did is a good example of what you need to do. And in fact. If you could, if you could retcon it, you could say that that was your business plan retroactively, which is like, try this, see mm-hmm. if it works. Try, you know, here's another option, see if that works. Because a business plan doesn't mean you've already figured out how you're going to successfully turn your podcast into a business. A business plan means here are the ways I'm going to find out what works to make right. it a business. And that's why 
Oh, I have one of those then. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> well, and that's what I found out when I'm like, Nicole, you need to help me with a business plan. And she's like, well, what do you do? I'm like, well, I'm trying this, this, and this. And she's basically formalized. Yeah. <laughs> we wrote it all down. And we, we looked at, I mean, that's the one thing. Uh, before uh, my husband and I started the video podcast, we had a we had a business, a physical business, where he made custom furniture. And we had a website. And so we approached it as a business got a business license. I mean, we could we could spend all the all kinds of time talking about formalizing whether or not you should do an LLC versus a corporation versus a sole proprietorship. These are all things when you're actually turning your podcast into a business that you got to think of. Tom, I mean, knows all about that. Yeah, I'll <laughs> file as an S corp versus yeah, sure. <laughs> I had to learn all that stuff. You know, finding an accountant that can help you. Yeah. But, but the the thing is I think a lot of that stuff scares people because they feel like I have to figure that all out. Yeah, they don't. That's putting the cart before the horse. Yeah. Uh, if you figure out how, if, if you actually start making money off your podcast, then you need to go say, all right, now I need to find an accountant. If you if if you know how to figure that stuff out in advance, you're probably like, no, dummy, figure it out in advance, and then you'll save yourself trouble later, and you're not wrong. But it's so difficult for some people to figure out that the bigger problem would be to make any money at all. So why right. go through the stress of figuring it out until you've got the problem? Well, and the reason why I ask asked you to be on this panel is because, you know, in the last year or so, well, two years, I mean, first we had kind of the Kickstarter boom where mm -hmm. podcasts were kind of getting funded like for season. So autopilot was funded FSL that way. FSL is still funded. Yeah. Though. And then, and then Patreon came around and that's how daily tech news show mm -hmm. is funded. Yeah. And so you have this and we're, we're going to do a whole set uh, panel uh, session I think tomorrow on kind of that concept of how that kind of works and when might not work and so I I wanted to bring you on on to the panel because you have experience with that and it it seems to me she's seen the fear in my eyes why <laughs> 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 it's an interest to me it's an interesting kind of peer pressure social experiment it really is I I got on Patreon just you know a couple months back and. I love it, mm -hmm. and but it is. I mean, one of the reasons why I I, I like it as opposed to so last year, I, I and for many for probably since uh, 2007, I think I was. I started a site called Songhenge, which was a uh, a fan club basically for the Irish and Celtic music podcast, and uh, I charged an annual membership fee. Mm -hmm. Same thing. That's everything that's Patreon is. I did the exact same thing. But in uh, your own ecosystem, but right? through my own ecosystem. But I have since since then I am now moving past it and moving mostly to Patreon for several reasons. One is because of the 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 what they've created and it's it works well as a uh, um, for uh, for inspiring people to you know saying hey let's see how much money we yeah. can help this person make. Um, and well, it's very transparent too. Yeah. I mean, because I mean, donations have been around since podcasting. I mean, I and remember no seeing buy us, a, <laughs> you know? buy us a cup of coffee, and there's the PayPal button, right? right? Yeah. So that's been around. So and I think you, I probably made you know thirty bucks doing mm -hmm. big thumb donations to the for the podcasting. So, um, but yeah, the Patreon, uh, the these membership sites, they work a lot better. I think, I think as I think about it, all three of us are using mostly membership sites, aren't we? For yeah, for the for the two biggest, but two of the three biggest, I am for sure. Yeah, well, and, and it's nice if you're not. So for for us on the Wood Whisper, we have a business model of we have a free site with free videos, and then we have a paid membership site which we run on a member, and we do how-to videos. It's a totally different market than entertainment and music. So knowing your audience, knowing your market is really important in that. So for us having um, the ability to kind of create these projects, which from from the beginning to end, we teach you how to build a piece of furniture. If you're interested in that piece of furniture, then that's valuable to you. Um, but we, we handle it internally. We do all of it ourselves versus where a Patreon's more like you're you're paying them to manage your <coughs> memberships through this model, and I'm not sure what the percentage is. Eight. Eight percent. Yeah, it's uh, three percent goes to Patreon and five percent goes to the credit card company. So you got. Which is an incredible deal. <laughs> I'm you. 
So, and you have that kind of vehicle. There at the beginning, though, I was a little burnt out with all the Patreons coming out. I'm like, dude, I don't have that much money. Yeah. <laughs> I love well, it was, you. The same thing happens to Kickstarter yeah. in the beginning, too, yeah. right? It takes a while for the, everybody gets really excited, and then there's too many of them. And, and then the pl- then, you, know, it, you, then you see whether it's actually going to fade out like Friendster or hang around. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> like GeoCities. There's so, <laughs> a flash in the past. So we can, you know, sit up here and talk to you about our business models and how we make money. Um, if you if you have any specific questions, feel free to come on up here and ask us a specific question. I think that's probably where you'll get the most value from this. Bazinga! Hi. Hey there. Um, so let's say you've got a little bit of money. You got, you know, maybe. A is the mic on? So, so how do you spend? Let's. I understand you can do it mm-hmm. expense-free, essentially. But let's say that you want to do something just a little bit nicer with a little bit more reach. How do you spend that money? What's the best way to invest in it early on? I would. I wouldn't spend it if you don't have to. No. I mean, when yeah. you say a little bit nicer, what are the nicer things that you want? No idea. Yeah. See, that's. No uh, idea. Yeah. Maybe the website. Yeah. I was gonna say maybe the design. Hire a designer so that it looks. It has a nice presentation. Here's somebody yeah. to do your logo for but you. Yeah. I, I yeah, think. Yeah, I think yeah, what, what they like said that. earlier, which was basically starting it free and making it, you know, figuring figuring it out first. I think that I would wait a couple months and have like you know five or six episodes under your belt to say, hmm. This sucks. This sucks. What could I do to make it better? Yeah. And then you start deciding maybe I need a new mic. I maybe you know yeah. it's time I need a good looking website. Yeah. Ba- basic equipment. Right. If you don't have a microphone and you want to start right. off at a certain level, then get a microphone. Yeah. You know maybe a mixer or something like that. Uh, basic equipment and web design would be the only things. I think yeah. of like, that if you had the money, like, yeah, that, that's not going to hurt. Yeah. Right. When we first started our website, we did just a basic four dollar GoDaddy Linux. Package, and we use Word, WordPress, and GoDaddy. You paid GoDaddy for what? We did the their e- economic hosting at the time. Oh, like for the do- actual for the actual hosting. hosting of the so website. So you could have your own domain name. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I we did you. that, um, and eventually we became a bad neighbor and had too much traffic, and they kicked us off. <laughs> <laughs> and we went for that for a really long time that way. But mm-hmm. where I to get like design for a logo or maybe I was okay with Photoshop but I had friends that are really good so instead of paying them I I traded services mm-hmm. so think of things that you as a creator can do easily sure. that maybe you can barter or trade so from the beginning we tried to do a, a lot of it just free yeah. and a little cost and then build 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 cool. over time because you can register a domain name and have it point to a wordpress doc, a free wordpress.com mm-hmm. blog for a while uh, until you till you grow f- far enough it's all about growth yeah. for things like hosting the website hosting the files that's all about growth you you can host files on freaking google drive uh, for a long Dropbox. time <laughs> or Dropbox before you start to run afoul of like, hey, man, there's a little too much bandwidth. Like you have to get a few thousand subscribers okay. before you I'd like the archive. Archive.org works great until you hit maybe 20, 40,000 subscribers and then you can start to have intermittent problems there. Uh, but but yeah, I mean, there's there's no reason to spend money on that stuff if you don't have the audience yet. Mm-hmm. Some, some of these, you know, again, I don't think it's necessary to spend money on any of that stuff at the beginning. But if you're like, hey, I got $1,000 burning a hole in my pocket, you know, <laughs> hire, hiring a web designer, getting a little nicer mic, stuff like polish, that. A yeah. you know. Yeah. I, there is a perceived notion. When I go to a website, if you if you come to me and say, hey, I got this great podcast, and I go to your website, and I... And it's kind of old, and I can't find your video or your audio, and it's just cumbersome to use. I instantly, no matter what you say in that podcast, I'm frustrated already going to your yeah. website. Yeah. It's um, not a good user experience. Bill Duran, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> uh, medical emergency. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, guys. Thank yeah, you. No problem. Bill. Yes. You should probably introduce yourself. Hi, my name is Bill. I'm a prop and costume maker. I live in Seattle, and I make videos on the internet. Yeah, and you and you do this for a living. And I do that all of that for a living. Yeah, yes. and you have a multi-prong approach to your business as well. Yes. Um, oh, definitely. Yeah, because we were just we were just talking about kind of how we bring revenue in, and right. The different sources, and I know we've worked a lot together in yeah. the past year, and kind of. But if I work together, you mean I've 
sort of glean all of the information you have <laughs> and learn a lot more about uh, how I should be doing what I'm... Like, oh, you should try this. Oh, I didn't think about it. Do you have an well, Amazon store? Do you affiliate? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> um, basically, with me, I, I quit my day job to build replica props for a living and uh, like a month after that, realized how completely unsustainable it was <laughs> to just build things and sell them because it, was, it wasn't perpetual. If I stopped doing that, then I stopped making money and it was a living anxiety attack. <laughs> Uh, so as time went on, that was two years ago, and as time went on, I started incorporating more and more ways of, of generating uh, revenue, not just from the things that I make, but for the uh, information surrounding the process of how I make those things. Yeah. Which I think is also one of the biggest... I mean, I was think, since, since I've been thinking a lot about what the, the best ways actually to make money with podcasting and whatever is, and information... Mm-hmm. Uh, educational stuff. Those I think. Did you are teach me how to play that? Uh. Yeah, <laughs> I could. It's not in high de- demand, but um, uh, it's called an that auto heart for those who don't know. I'm uh, sure someone so would Google it. Auto means it plays by itself, right? <laughs> yeah, it's easy. No, but seriously, uh, the you know uh, again a lot of the educational a- aspect or the information. Um, you know, entertainment is, makes is a lot more difficult. I yeah. think. Oh, yeah. It's lots uh, more saturated too. Yes, that's true. Yeah. Does, how many of you are doing an entertainment podcast? That's a good question. Uh, <laughs> They're third. slow to admit it. Yeah. <laughs> it's okay to be entertaining. Yeah, we don't mind. I do that too. It's we okay. I do one too. <laughs> we all do. Did you have a question? Yes. Yes, I did. Um, first of all, thank you for putting this on. It's very great to have this source of information oh. out here. You know, it really all is. Right. Uh, a little background on myself and my business partner, Corey, here. We have a uh, YouTube channel called Super Kamiguru 9000, nice. and we review anime and manga, and we put out about nine videos a week, and we get about 300,000 hits a nice. month, which is yeah. pretty good. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, and we, uh, just to talk some numbers, because I like numbers, I'm definitely the business mind in our in our uh, business relationship, uh, we pull in about... <laughs> yeah, he's the looks. Uh, he's the on-camera talent for sure. And uh, we pull in about two hundred dollars a month through the YouTube advertisers, and we just got Dollar Shave Club as a sponsor Ooh. for our stuff. And that was an interesting adventure. Mm-hmm. Had no idea what we were doing, and we we're just sending out emails like, "Do you want to sponsor this?" And it, it ended up working out. And uh, we haven't got our first month back yet. We've been less than a month with them, but it's been working. Is this on? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. yeah we got you. And uh, so. We're just trying to grow our audience. We have about 14,000 subscribers, and uh, we're thinking about starting to do interviews to kind of like touch other people's audiences and mm-hmm. maybe swap audiences yeah. and open each other up. Interviews are In great, the YouTube yeah. world, yeah. that mm-hmm. is like the quickest way to get exposure. Collaboration. It, it's collaboration. Yeah, we're also trying to expand to a podcast, like something obviously uh, nerdy and pop culture centric, but we're also trying to focus that down into something because I've talked to a few people here today and they've already said, oh yeah, I do pop culture <coughs> podcasting. And I'm like, oh man, I've got to focus just a little bit yeah. more yeah. than that. Mm-hmm. And so we're trying to figure that out. And along with that, I'm launching a business uh, in Alpharetta, Georgia, that's going to be called Powerful Podcast, and we're going to uh, be a studio for people to come in and podcast through. Oh, that's so cool. we're trying. I, not have, that have, many, you, have you done like a survey of the area to find yeah, out? Yeah, we, we have a few people. I have a, one person who's a comic book writer who uh, just did a $50,000 successful Kickstarter, so he obviously has a support behind sure. him. And uh, he's interested, and we have a, a mo- motivational speaker who is an ex-NFL player who wants to come in and do a podcast, and then right. we would like to use that vehicle to podcast through us. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I'm trying to do is something kind of uh, similar to Earwolf. I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with I them. Know of them. Yeah, Earwolf. Uh, I'm trying to do that, but uh, the way Earwolf operates, and again, I'm going to always talk business because that's kind of the way I think. Well, that's they have uh, comedians come in, but comedians have like a following. They usually have big Twitter followings and etc. So they don't charge the people to come in and do podcasts. But I obviously have some sort of paywall that you have to get through to podcast through our studio because you're not going to come in with an audience. And mm-hmm. so, has anyone heard of that? No. I don't know. Like, and that I mean, outside of regular recording studios. Yeah, and I'm not trying to be a regular recording studio. I'm not right, trying to do sure. voiceover work. I'm not trying to track musical instruments. I'm just trying to be a podcast studio. There's kind of a high-end version of that called Podcast One in L.A. Podcast One? Uh, Everything's in L.A. Everything yeah, I hear is in that's L.A. That's the entertainment industry, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's the guys who used to run Westwood One Radio Network. Okay. Left. And started up, they're okay. like, basically, we want to do this for podcasting. Uh-huh. So they operate both as a network 
for people, but also as a, rec- a studio. Uh-huh. Uh, so people like Adam Carolla, The Nerdist. Podcast One. Okay, now I know yeah, exactly what you're talking about. They all go yeah. in and use that studio from time to time uh-huh. for things, and it's exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. It's very similar to Earwolf. And I'm trying to find out what the number is, because a lot of people that are just starting, um, I understand the idea of signing a contract and paying a monthly mm. fee is kind of scary for someone that hasn't started. Uh, but I feel like if you're serious and you already have a following and something you're doing, I feel like it's a good vehicle so you don't have to worry about any of the technical aspects because you're going to just come in and we're going to create we're going to have a portal where you get your own microsite your own page you know so your podcast has a landing page and things like that I don't know. It sounds like a really good idea. And to be honest, I'm I've invested a lot of money already to make it happen. Well, so. uh, my question is, have you have you surveyed your audience? I mean, that's one of the, the first things I when I'm trying out a new idea, uh-huh. like I was thinking about going and closed captioning like all of our past videos. I'm like, wait, do you guys would you use it? Yeah. <laughs> so before I spent all this money getting, you know, professional closed captioning, is that is that a value to my audience? And it, a lot of times it's just a matter of asking them. You know, we uh, to be honest, I haven't really asked them directly. Will you be interested in starting a podcast? Because I'm asking the people in my network that are physically close to me. Yeah, you physically right have to be close yeah. to me to use it. Right. And uh, it's been going well. And I've seen a lot of people. I've even thrown out the number that I want to operate under, and they're interested. And uh, so I have support, and I, I see it happening. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm even going to lower that cost if you don't have an audience, just to get in the door and like it's like a builder cost. Mm-hmm. You know, come in, pay less, build your audience, and then when we get up, kind of like don't the know. subscription services yeah, that subscription. are so popular right now. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know great. if it's going to work or not, but uh, I just feel like there's a there's a need for someone to take away some of the technical aspects of podcasting. Uh-huh. And that's kind of what I want to do. Especially for video. Are you just doing audio or are you doing We want to do, uh, I'm not sure if you guys are familiar with the Joe Rogan experience oh, and yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, the video component that they have. Mm-hmm. We're definitely uh, going to set up some uh, mid-range cameras, something like maybe like this with a video switcher. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's going to be a large component yeah, as well. Yeah, I think video would be actually pretty awesome because, I mean, I, I know as I've been trying to get into video, my worst problem is... I am a videographer. That's where I started. Is, so, is that know, stuff. Yeah. You know, everything that goes, you know, getting the cameras, getting the lighting, getting any, the sound all sounding good. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as an audio thing, I would certainly see it as easy, but I wouldn't, personally, I would not... It's not something I would actually pay for. I don't think. The, the I understand. The problem yeah. with um, podcasting is the, everybody. It's it's a how-to kind of hobby. Yeah. Like yeah. Uh, do, yeah. or DIY kind of D- yes. hobby. It is. But but definitely the video aspect would is mm-hmm. where you could probably do even better. Because whether they're right or not, everyone in this room and everyone else out there thinks, well, I can plug a mic in and do a show. Yeah. Right? I record Why one of I, my podcasts so, right here on my phone. So one yeah. one of the things you you probably will see more corporate type of people wanting to use this It was definitely a business-facing yeah. sort of venture. Yeah. So and, that, and you'll, you'll probably so. do okay with that. You're kind For of the wider that. podcasters yeah. who are like, you know, I do an audio podcast. I'd like to do video, but I started looking at it, and that's oh. way more complicated. Yeah. That's yeah. going to be a huge thing. Yeah, and the other thing you might point. consider, and I don't know, maybe you've already considered this, is providing a sales aspect to it, too. We're also going to find the sponsors for everyone yeah, as well. Yeah, so if you're, if, like if you're saying, like, uh, hey, yeah. you can come use the studio or not for your audio, uh, but here's the deal. You'll get to use the studio for free if you sign up with us as the sales, and then you're getting your cut out of the commission. Yeah, yeah. I think I, that would be really appealing to me as And a also podcaster. there's a, a social yeah. media representation side of things. So we run your Twitter and Facebook and have, like, three posts coming out a day plus <laughs> podcasts. Yeah. We have a whole bunch of things. It's kind of a real service. And I think that you're going to get more views if we all do this together because mm-hmm. we're all going to mm-hmm. share each other's networks. And there's going to be like, you know, that's, that's why Google has these YouTube spaces. My wife works for YouTube Space, which is uh-huh. why I know about it. But uh, the idea is to get people all in there collaborating with each yeah. other. So mm-hmm. you're talking about doing the exact well, same thing. And yeah. I, since you do have a YouTube channel, I'm sure you've been approached by networks. Yes, uh, actually, we're Shoot, with a man. we're with a network right now already. So uh, and that's been good. Yeah. But also, we were kind of early. I didn't understand what. 30% meant back yeah. in the day. And in some ways, I wish we weren't with them anymore. I am, we're the yeah. same way. I'm yeah. In fact, our contract yeah. ends in, I think, um, We got another year months. and a few months, but that's okay because it's like, what is 30% of 200 bucks? It's not that much money, right. but it'd be nice to have that extra yeah. money coming in. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, I just realized that YouTube advertising money will just not be that much ever unless no. we just skyrocket. Unless your numbers are gigantic. Yeah, unless we're yeah. the next Minecraft hit. You know, yeah. Minecraft kids driving around driving around Lamborghinis. That's just not going to be us. <laughs> yeah. right. And uh, Locky so, Lamborghini. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But uh, so we just want to expand. And we also started a PayPal. I don't know if anyone uh, does donations through PayPal or yeah. any donation yeah. sort of thing, but we saw 
uh, 50, no, we saw, we've actually over $100 so far in donations and uh, Amazon affiliate links. We've gotten yep. $50 through that. Mm-hmm. And that we just, it all adds it. up. It all adds yeah. up. Yeah. Yeah. So you're talking about in two months, we've got an extra month of income coming in through these extra outlets we've opened. So, but still, I can't live off it yet. I know. I just, <laughs> it takes a little time. It takes, it, it, time. Takes, yeah. it takes consistency, reminding your audience mm-hmm. that you have these donation buttons that have you, you looked have. Have you looked at Patreon? No, I don't, I don't, to be honest, I don't know what Patreon is. Yeah, pay, for anybody, how many people don't know what Patreon is? Uh, yeah, oh, wow. I, a, a little explanation of what they do. Jack Conti <coughs> from a band uh, called Complamoose yeah. has put this together for musicians to begin with, but it's being used by podcasters and a bunch of other people. Where you say, "I'm going to do a song," as with the original idea, if, and and you can pledge a certain amount for that song. And like Kickstarter, it has rewards. So if you pledge a dollar per song, you'll get the song. And if you pledge $5 per song, you'll get the song and maybe a bonus track or album art or whatever. And the way I'm using it for podcasts is to say pledge per episode uh, and for one podcast. And I'm just saying, I'm saying pledge per month for the, for the daily podcast because it's too much to get people to pledge for 20 episodes <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets expensive. Uh, of a yeah. month. But you can do it any way you yeah, want. Yeah. Yeah. And you can either say, only people who pledge get my episode and I deliver it through the Patreon system. Mm-hmm. Or you can say, everybody gets it for free, but the Patreons are going to get like inside knowledge, special interviews, bonuses like that. So it's and kind of a hybrid between the PayPal donate button and Kickstarter. Yeah. Sorry if I may. Go for it. It's actually a little bit better for your audience because you're not asking them just to donate. They get to control their limits. Yeah. Yeah. So if they can only afford five dollars, oh, yeah, yeah. they cut it off. So even though they're pledging twenty right. in theory, they cut it off at five, which makes them more willing to donate. Yeah. So yeah. 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 Because you can say, yeah, like with my daily, if I say yeah. everybody give five dollars an episode, you can say, great, for two episodes this month, yeah. I will do that, and exactly. it'll it'll stay that way. Every mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. one other thing we're thinking about, which I just want to share with everyone, uh, since we're so YouTube based, we're thinking about starting a website just for our YouTube content because we have almost a thousand videos at this point and uh, not set up a paywall. That is interesting, but not necessarily what we want to do, but maybe just uh, organize all the content so it's easily to get. Do you get. have a website right now? No, we don't. Why don't you have yeah. a website? That's what your land. I'm telling you he's going to do yeah. one, Nicole. Yeah. But we, we do you have one. a mailing list? No. Get a mailing list? Mailing I hate list? writing email. <laughs> Those two things that. you absolutely yeah. must because you know what? Tomorrow, YouTube will no longer exist. Yeah. yeah. Or Facebook or... My just, wife just doesn't think about like that. <laughs> Imagine the, that YouTube yeah. no longer existing tomorrow. But when it could you happen. MP3.com went back. I was yeah. pulling $2,000 a month for like a month before they got bought, ripped Whoa. apart by, by, uh, by the labels. And the next thing you know, nothing. Yeah. yeah, Blip Blip TV, we used to host all of our videos there, and then they changed their yeah. model and said, you can't download you on ha- iTunes anymore, and we were like, crap. Well, besides a, a heart attack, you're making me realize. <laughs> a mailing well, list is yeah. absolutely essential yeah. for any... Do you guys write them all, or do you have like a service that sends them all out? I use MailChimp. Like MailChimp? Yeah. Aweber. Aweber's Aweber. Too, I yeah. use GetResponse. Because yeah. I would just love to send out like, oh, here's our last month's group of videos. We exactly. Have oh, that's exactly yeah. all you have to yeah. do. What, what I did too is I sell digital files for like prop making type stuff on my website, and I have an opt. It's an opt out actually. It's a checkbox, and if they don't want the to get added to the email list, they uncheck it. Okay. But whenever someone buys, you know, an ebook for five bucks, they get signed up to my mailing list, and those are the people that I know are willing to give me money for stuff. Yeah. And I want to be able to drop a message right in their inbox. Uh-huh. Whenever I want, and that's what the mailing list is for. Because those are the people that really want to support yeah, you. Yeah, the people who have. You just got to give them something to buy. Right, yeah. they've proven that they'll give me money for stuff directly. Like, just give it to me. Yep. yep. And just for, put something for, out there. For content, for a valuable yeah. thing, but I want to be able to ping them directly and not through Twitter or PayPal right. or, or, yeah. or Facebook yeah. or whatever. Well, and the website, that's yours. You own it, that's yeah. your home. Yeah, yeah, they can't take that away. Exactly. You know? yeah. Yeah. And you get a free year on Amazon if you host. So yeah. there's, some, there's some good options yeah. out there. Anyway, I'm going to get out of here. I want other people right. to answer questions. Great question. Thank you. Uh, and Tom, I totally recognize you from the internet. It freaked me out. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, oh, I used to watch those reviews so on see that so anyway Thanks, thank man. you everyone Yay. i like the typing pool doing uh <laughs> doing like one video a day or two doing you said nine a week yeah nine a week. man sounds like that's, so much work but a lot of but we were just talking about how but he knows how to do that video stuff i know it's <laughs> black magic but we were just talking about the video game guys who will do let's play videos that are sequential and they're long <clears throat> But people will sit down and say play, and they'll watch five in a row. I've, wa- I've watched whole video games yeah. and then not, got, not went out and buy them because right. they saw everything. Yeah. So that's why I was actually talking to a videographer friend of mine 
uh, about doing the same thing for prop builds. And he said, just live stream it every day. For an hour every day, just live stream it and dump it online. And then for like, let's say, this today I'm working on a, a, a Mass Effect gun, because that's the thing I do. Uh, today, this is what I worked on, and for an hour I'll stream mm-hmm. that. And then I can take that whole chunk of Mass Effect gun videos and, that are all just live stream. I don't have to edit them or anything. It's just an hour of me working on it, put them in a playlist, and then people will sit down and they'll watch 10 in a row, 10 videos right in a row. And we, that's. We have something similar with on our, the Wood Whisperer. We have yeah. a, a 12 part series on how to make a gadget station. Right. And um, that's, I mean, just sequentially, you just watch them one after right. another. And the retention, when you, especially on YouTube, if you get people to sit down and watch a, an hour, it's the days where getting a lot of clicks with five minute videos are gone. Like, that doesn't really bump you up in the the edge ranking as much as it used to before now getting people to sit down and actually watch, watch. a whole video and people are doing it it's just that, that sort of um sequential video thing where you've got a nice tidy playlist to watch it's here for yeah Netflix and, and that's what i did when i when i had a desk job i sat down and i watched minecraft videos for like three straight hours <laughs> <laughs> yeah don't tell anyone, oh. anyone at Microsoft that that's what I was doing. It's that's how that working. guy got the Lamborghini. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We're going to test drive the new and improved wireless. No. Nope. No working. Slight bit of Morse code, <laughs> but... Uh-huh. When you check, 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 check. Like I said, we're going to keep using the wired mic. <laughs> Um, I've done a couple of successful Kickstarters for site upgrades and equipment purchases. You sucked me into Patreon. <laughs> Sorry about that. No, it's, it's awesome in all kinds of ways. But I wanted to ask you guys about the ask. How you ask your crowd to source you. The two models that I've got in my head are the telethon model, which is the Kickstarter. Call now. We're raising money today for a thing versus the every episode there's a mention, there's a small ask. Do you do both? Do you focus on one or the other? Which one is more effective in this day and age of Kickstarter burnout? Uh, what do you like to use and how does it, how well does it work for you? I, that's a good question. Uh, personally, um, I, I just, obviously I just signed up with, with Patreon and so it's still fairly new. Uh, and I'm not planning on giving up Kickstarter for the next album. Um, when I release the next my next CD, but what I what I've been doing what I like again about Patreon is the fact that it is a it's a visual process that people can get excited about. So you know they have milestones, you know, and so I just completed one milestone. I'm like, hey everybody, I got a new milestone. You know, it it it. it I feel like it gives me a reason to actually t- say, hey, and thanks to David, who is a new uh, Patreon, um, and who's, you know, now we're up to whatever, you know, amount of money per episode. Uh, so that's kind of what I like about Patreon in, in that fast. Yeah, they were talking earlier about the mailing list. Patreon has that functionality built right into mm-hmm. it. Right. Yeah. And I'm, I'm always l- struggling to look for an excuse to use that ping without being intrusive or annoying. I think if you do start being annoying, people might they'll probably let you know. <laughs> I would hope so. <laughs> yeah, they, they, it's just for sure. Yeah, yeah I think I think there's, there's a certain aspect that if people want your content, they're going they're not going to get annoyed. I mean, there will be people people who will you will lose, but you know, as I mean, I think it's a it's a personal level here. You know, I don't I don't thus far I, I think in every show I've done maybe one that I didn't where I didn't uh, you know say hey sign up to the Patreon, but I, pretty much every time in, in every episode of my podcast for years I've been doing you know and uh, and you know I'm Songhenge my you know the fan club of the Irish and Celtic Music Podcast or or subscribe to the Celtic Music Magazine sure I got you know watching you fall into the spiel. <laughs> yeah. Have, yeah, you, yeah. have you ever listened to uh, Mark Maron's podcast? I have not. I, I was fascinated to hear how he presents yeah. his advertising and yeah. his like the community I was fascinated on his sell because you become a salesperson you, yeah. you put on that hat as podcasters we wear many hats we're marketers we're audio people we're cowboys I, yeah <laughs> yeah I got my cowboy hat how much am I offering for these fine podcasters but I I don't think there's like one right answer I think you 
you know your audience. So like, for instance, you may have special live events. I mean, this event right here, I mean, this is an opportunity for you to email your Patreons and say, hey, did you know that we're live, because of you, we are live streaming Dragon Con. (laughs) How bad I screwed up by not doing that. Go to patreon.com slash alpha geek and support it. And and encourage them to tell people. That's where the community and sharing and all that kind of come in. And during, like for instance, on Wood Talk, Mark mentions it every single... We don't use Patreon. He just uses PayPal. But because he he stopped feeling guilty asking for money, he just... He mentions it at, you know, this show is brought to you by you (laughs) that we are that's the reason why we're doing it yeah do you find that that version to be the more effective one where it's you know every show gets a mention and it's always there i think you should always mention it yeah Yeah, i think you should get away from the the fire sale now now one of the things that i'm i'm a big fan though is varying how you mention it so Mm -hmm. uh you know you know sometimes i you know i would put it at the beginning of my show and say and this show is brought to you by you yeah you know Uh, sometimes I will say, and in, in, in the, my first break, and say, this is such and such is happening. Or uh, I'll wait till the very end. Oh, and I also want to say thanks to those new subscribers, new Patreons. Just vary it up because uh, I, think, I think repetition in mm-hmm. any case is good. And leaving it in the same spot most of the time is good because that means the ones that are out of this place will stand out more. Mm-hmm. So, you know... Find one place where you always put it, except that one time, and then change it up. Or, yeah. or you know, might, or you might do the same thing in every every episode. Plus, you throw in a bonus one saying, "And I want to thank the new subscribers." Do 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 do, and there you go. I would also say, whenever you do make your pitch, always remind people of the value that they are getting. Mm-hmm. Um, in the in my really weird world where I live with cosplayers and prop makers. Um, occasionally a, a Kickstarter or something will pop up where someone, some cosplayer will basically be asking for money so that they can go to a convention or they will um, want to build a new costume and it's going to be expensive for the new tools and materials. And a lot of times the knee-jerk reaction from people is saying, I don't want to, we all sort of fund our own costumes. Why should we pay you yeah. so that you can do it? And it doesn't mean that th- that it's wrong of them to ask, but for people to not react that way, they need to provide a value. Say, I'm doing a project or I'm going to a convention and I need money to do it and I don't have that money. If you guys give me that money, then I will provide you with something valuable. Um, even oh. even when you do that, it's still a really hard sell for that I, sort I of thing. I faced that moment leading up to this con where yeah. I was considering doing a GoFundMe for just a little bit of extra cash yeah. to offset the expenses. Right, right. And I felt really weird about it and I didn't do it. That's that guilt. Yeah. 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 Get rid of that. Sometimes, yeah. <laughs> well, a lot of times you may think that the thing that you're providing isn't that valuable, but you may under underestimate how valuable it is to other people. Yeah. What I'm about to say is probably horrible marketing advice, yeah. but it's the way that I deal with exactly that feeling that you have, which is I give people an out when I ask them. Uh, and, and the way I craft Money back what I say is, is very specifically to say, uh, this is what I need. I'm not asking for more than I need. This is why I need it. Uh, and if you want to help because you're getting value out of what I'm doing, here's how you do it. If you don't or you can't, that's totally fine. There's other ways to support the show, even if it's just telling people about Which it. I, yeah, that's but yeah. great marketing. It makes advice. it makes it <laughs> certain to people that like, hey, here's why I need it. Like I asked mm-hmm. for five cents a show because I actually did the math and said if everybody in the audience gave me five cents a show, I would cover everything that I need to do the perfect show. Uh, and then the, the Patreon does a great job of letting you set out your milestones of like. When I get to this point, I'll be able to add this feature, et cetera, et cetera. So that that's already kind of built into your ask. Uh, and then being able to say, like, the value for value model, which I stole wholeheartedly from Adam Curry, is is the way you say, this is <laughs> this is why uh, – this is I, I definitely stole it in the morning. This is why you – why I'm asking you to give me something. So if you agree, if you get value out of it, then you can give value back. And if you can't, like if you're like, gosh, I'm getting value out of it, but I'm poor, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Like don't don't feel bad about it because there's lots of other ways. Yeah, your value for value speech is exactly what has gotten me thinking about it. I blame you for all this. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, and, and put that on your website too. Don't, yeah. 
you don't necessarily have to always say it. You can lay the whole spiel out on your site. Like what? Because a lot of times people will go, "What's this this guy about?" or "What's this podcast about?" And you can you can put that in on on your site. Yeah. Now I have homework. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Just be honest. Yeah. You know, say, "Look, I'm gonna go to DragonCon and stream this anyway. Right. But if I get this extra cash, this is what I'd be able to do." Yeah. And if people if people love what you do, they're gonna you know get behind you in one way or another, and that might be financial if you're lucky. Of course, <laughs> we drove this one guy out with that. <laughs> <laughs> something, I, something I said didn't work. Okay, Todd's gonna be doing homework in my hotel room. <laughs> Hi, I'm James Kennison. Uh, been doing Nobody's Listening, a, a clean comedy tell story podcast, sharing funny life stories since 2006. And uh, uh, I, I I guess I just want to say thank you for the way you answered the other guy's question about how do I start and what, I got thousand bucks because there is a there's a group out there I don't really care for they've been the last three years or so and and you have to do everything perfect you have to mm-hmm. have they're, they're preaching that and the reason why is because they're making money they're selling of, yeah, yeah. yeah they're selling po- yeah podcasting yeah. You, selling love, to podcasters you, you yeah. said it was a how-to thing and and that that is the spirit of it. that's why we all love it and uh, I think there's a group out there trying to take the fun out of it. Well, and they're ho- there for for really new people, too. I mean, there are some people that I've tried to help, and I'm like, I can't help you. Hmm. There's, <laughs> and, and there's people, business people, that need the shortcut. They don't want to yeah. take four years learning. And, and, yeah, that's great. But what's happening, though, is is the new guys, you know, some are getting that signal and say, oh, I've got to have all mm-hmm. this stuff to yeah. get started to even <laughs> make money or whatever. So thank you. I just want to say that. Oh, oh thanks. That's awesome. Awesome. Hey. Hey, how's it going? I know Hello. a few of you people. <laughs> um, my, um, I've had Tom and Bill on my show before, um, and even one of our shows is actually on from the network is up for a pa- uh, Parsec Award tomorrow. Yay. Yay. Congrats. Um, but we have the business model set up. We have the Patreon. We have uh, affiliates. We have all of that lined up. The problem that we are running into is how to grow. Like, we are set at a – we'll get a spike if we have, like, Tom on the show. But, like, two or three weeks after that, it will go back down to maybe maybe 1% of those people will continue to listen. What what advice You're going to need to go to Justin's. <laughs> yeah, the, sil- I mean, the sounds of silence thing. Yeah, if you next. were here – were you here for the opening? I was not, no. Because I got dragged to a Doctor Who I uh, think track. <laughs> That very question was asked during yeah. um, the kickoff, and it really comes down to the content yeah. at that point. Um, I, I I don't know. Do you? Yeah, just, just I would recommend four o'clock in the Crystal Ballroom. Yeah, right? it's it's yeah. the next one. It's yeah. four o'clock in the Crystal Ballroom. Justin had a really elegant way yeah. of answering that, which would, I'm going to try not to butcher. I right know, now. me too. That's why I'm like, Tom, uh, help me. <laughs> what did he say? Which was which was basically saying like. It's it's good to go out there and do the things to tell your tell folks about about your show yeah. and try to gain that audience. But the focus should be on making the best show you possibly can. And when you make that one show where you're like, that was it, that nailed it, that's when you go and tell everyone about it. Okay. Right? Like some people say, oh, just go on Facebook and promote your show all the time. And what happens is people stop noticing your posts yes. if you're doing that all the time. So be the guy that does, that's just part of the community, talking to people about podcasting the way you would anyway. And then when you have the really good show and you say, that's the one where we nailed it, and, and point it out to people, people are more likely to stick yeah. than, than if you're just always promoting it. And I'm not talking about your yeah. instance in particular. That's, that's what Justin was saying in general to people. So. Okay. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. sure. I'm just stealing Justin's answer. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about the used answer. Is that show tomorrow? Is it today? Today. Today, today at four. Excellent. It's the next. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm Tim, and uh, I'm also starting something new and very similar, very specific project, um, informational uh, site, video blogging. So mm-hmm. we, we decided to go straight into the video site, which means oh, big learning curve, but I'm a geek, so I have a lot of access <laughs> you got it. to technology. So... Building websites is not a problem. The real question I have is Aweber or uh, what's the other one? It's MailChimp. MailChimp. Uh, MailChimp. The, the issue I have is who owns your data? Who owns mm-hmm. who? You know, if you're going to use, if you're going to start creating a, a list, where is the best place to keep the list? Because I've heard some horror stories about Aweber pulling your data out of there mm-hmm. and, and moving mm-hmm. it uh, because they'll block you based on your size and all that. So I don't know if, if there's anything, uh, any advantages on doing that versus in, in, in Fusionsoft. 
using either one. So use Aweber for one, use yeah. Infusionsoft for another. But the real question is about owning your data. It's your list, right? You mentioned your yeah. website. You can um, just export a... Yeah, like, like with I, I, we were using, I think it was eye contact, yeah. and we grew past, I think, a purse, a, a limit, yeah. and they were like, and they didn't um, allow me to do auto responding emails. Yeah. So I wanted to create a way on our, our membership site to say, hey, do you want a taste of the videos that we do here? Right. Sign up for this newsletter, and I'll send you three videos, and it would have been auto responding. The, and that service didn't do that, but I researched Get Response, and they did do it. It was a really easy interface. They had a whole bunch of other features. That that list is is mine. I think that's the I own one it. thing is is yeah. having. I mean, for me, it's like you know, I don't think about the the ownership aspect. <laughs> yeah. But but autoresponders, they're awesome. Yeah. And um, yeah. having make that makes life a lot easier. It gives you an opportunity to sell right. uh, without having to s- not think about it. And uh, so, I mean, that's the bigger aspect. I, you know, I haven't heard about the Aweber thing. Yeah, uh, I haven't heard about that yeah, either. I know somebody who's had a fairly large business and Aweber shut them down and they had to, they had a were hard they time. Were they black because of the they, emails they were, they were, they were sending out? See, the thing I liked about GetResponse, it's a little harder because they, all, I mean, they they pride their white their uh, whitelist, okay. and you have to do like double opt in, especially if you bring a right. list in, you have to wait I think seven days. Like they are they manage the, the, serious the about okay. their response and the the click through. Like they have a we found a higher click through when we moved to them, yeah, oh, okay. because well, the I emails were getting through more. Yeah, I think Aweber actually does that as well. Um, mm-hmm. The same yeah. thing, and they're the higher. Uh, the click-throughs in general have been higher through when I moved over there this past year. This I would year? just evaluate, uh, honestly, yeah. the prices and look at the see what the. Uh, and can you export your data from all these services? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. You, you, you can, but I think it's a very difficult API to pull the data out of it. So if you have a lot of advanced fields and you put a lot of custom uh, fields in there, then if it's just a standard list of names and addresses is one thing, but if you actually have a affiliate marketing program, know all your data yeah. elements, pulling the data out. It's oh. a programmer's nightmare, apparently, pulling the data out of there. Yeah, I just have names and email addresses. <laughs> yeah, we're, yeah, we're simple. Easy. Simple stuff is a text file, <laughs> yeah. but I just yeah. wondered if, if you'd gone beyond that. No. Because really, it's, it's the affiliate marketing that's built into that that's really where your money's going to come from. Mm-hmm. And bringing people on the show and selling and getting part of that, its that's where the money really is. It's what I'm, re- all the research I've done. We so have an affiliate pro- program with our guild site. Honestly, I need to look into it more because I'm, I, I feel like there's potential there to, to have other woodworkers be like, if you sell a membership, you'll get a cut of it. I mean, that's a great right. way to kind of expand that market. And, and uh, But it's just a, another prong that I'm – it's almost waiting for me when I have time. <laughs> so if I can just summarize, the one thing, the key thing you said was um, we are using Facebook. We're using – posting a lot of videos on Facebook, the free stuff, mm-hmm. right? But once again, it's too, TMI, right? So maybe too much pushing uh, – the, the website's going to have that, but we're use, also using YouTube to host the content. So if there's a navigation path in all this, it'd be useful to really cover that because there's way too much technology out there to make. So people just want to put some videos out, and now you got to deal with websites, you got to do email lists, you got to do with this and that. Yeah. I mean, I, li- I made a list of all the things i got to do as a technologist mm-hmm. to put this out there. Quite frankly, I could probably make money just doing that. Mm-hmm. And, hey, maybe I should do that. I mean, it's a slow – it's funny because it's a slow build. A lot of people get overwhelmed thinking they're – you're going to have to do everything at once. Yeah. And it wasn't until like we had our, our sites built, and I was like, wow, we have right. a lot going on. Right. And when you have to migrate, yeah. <laughs> like, and like I, out, out, outgrow the site. And what I found that, that, too, is getting my website as the place where I post most. Like, I'll post stuff to my website, and then I'll link that to Facebook. So I'm getting people to my website where my store is and where all of that is. Right. My website, I, I, I built it. On WordPress, I think and WordPress works. Yeah, but it's I mean, but I built it, so mm-hmm. it's terrible. <laughs> like I can make space guns, but websites not really my thing. But it, it right now it works, and I have a wish list for uh, what I want to do with my website, um, and I'll get there. But right now, just implementing that in, in the barely usable form is enough. Mm-hmm. until I can upgrade it to the next level. So one last thing before I leave. I think you all mentioned about uh, resources. 
If you've never been there, just look at Fiverr, Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R.com. Mm-hmm. It's five bucks and above. You know, like if you want to have your video transcripted, 15 yeah. minutes, five bucks. You know, it's 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 easy to do, and it's a resources you can hire for nothing. Do your do your branding logos and all that. Mm-hmm. So it's cheap to get started. Fiverr. Thank you so yeah. much. Fiverr. Fiverr. Um, speaking of resources, I have um, so everything, every service that I use on the Wood Whisper, I've put into a blog post. So if you go to NicoleSpag.com/resources everything that I use the the closed captioning services that I use um, the I do giveaways I give away uh, like a two thousand dollar tool on our website every month I contact Someday. tool companies uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I use a service called rafflecopter for that uh, uh, Nicole spag um, dot com slash resources and that'll all the little things. I'm always kind of keeping up to date. Um, that's part of, I mean, when you when you look at this as a business, it's good to read business books. Uh, Audible has a lot of great business books. Even if it doesn't 100% apply to you, I feel like the fact that I'm I'm in that mindset, I'll I may get a, just a, a little inspiration from something, and it may change my entire business model and yeah. find something that I didn't even think about. That's me every month. <laughs> Yeah, someone will say like you'll say something that you're like offhanded like oh yeah obviously do that and I'm like this changes everything. (laughs) (laughs) I call my wife. I know. Cancel all your plans. (laughs) We gotta change everything. Hey guys, I'll be really quick. Um, we just started. My friends and I just started a podcast maybe like a couple months ago. Um, we're like maybe eight episodes in. Um, we have a really cool logo. I just want to know: is it worth trademarking a logo if you're this new? And what's the process of doing that? No. It's not. Okay. <laughs> I, I, um, it actually depends. There's a lot of yeah. variations. Yeah. There's like um, a, a lot of information online. But, but I, personally, I, I have logos out the wazoo. Yeah. yeah. I don't. I, we okay. trademarked our name, the Wood right. Whisperer. The, okay, the name. Um, yeah, the logo would be a service mark, but it's yeah. a similar thing. Yeah. So, have you trademarked any of your stuff? Uh, we we service marked a trademark sword and laser. Um, mm-hmm. I don't remember the exact process. It's it, it's, it's not co- super costly. No. It depends on your budget. If you're the, if you're doing the zero dollar thing I talked about at the beginning yeah, of this panel, much. then it's a lot. <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's not ridiculously expensive. Okay. And you're not wrong. It's not something most people need to worry about. Yeah, right. That's gotcha. But if you if you're conservative and you're just like you know what I just want to be careful. Right. It, it's a safer thing to do. And the reason is. As long as you're out there defending your trademark or your service mark, and I'm not a lawyer, but as long as you're trademarking, you know, defending your trademark or service mark and can show like this was mine and I was using it before, you can defend it, and it'll be it'll be fairly easy not to lose it. Got mm-hmm. it. Okay. Uh, but you can't benefit or stop someone. Uh, or penalize someone for having taken it. Right. right. Uh, if you okay. actually have gone through the process of registering a service mark or a trademark, and then someone tries to steal it, then you can take it to court, sue them for money. So Good. it's okay. all about what is important to you in that yeah. in that defense. Yeah. Okay. So the name is more important, like you said. Yeah. Oh, well, uh, honestly, we didn't even. It's we, pretty much the same for yeah. logo or name. It's okay. the same and we didn't do that until difference. we got our first sponsor. Got it. Okay. And that was probably like, I don't know, 10, yeah, I, I would, 15 episodes in. If I were you, I would see how the show goes, if yeah. you give it a year. And mm-hmm. if it's just, if you're all like going out to the roof sooner than that, um, you know, hell yeah. Yeah. But yeah. <laughs> I mean, it might be worthwhile. You know? Right. Right. But I understand. In general, I would say not. So okay. Much. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Yeah, Four nice. minutes. Yeah. Oh, okay. Thank so you guys. We might have one last question. Yeah, yeah we got. It. Uh, just just one question. Going back to kind of the Patreon stuff. Uh, my friends and I have a podcast about Eve Online, and we you know we have a decent uh listenership we have uh you know been going for about a year or so we're kind of at the point where we kind of want to open up the option to to getting some you know value back from the listeners but not necessarily you know hounding them to or anything like crazy like that we're not trying to make a ton of money we're just trying to give them an option if they like to want to do a patreon or something like that uh one of the things we've kind of uh struggled with is there's a group of us like four of us that do it uh, do we go try to get the business route or do we to like incorporate so we have something for when the money comes in from the Patreon to protect our like personal assets and stuff or do we have to worry about that or is it we just kind of do the Patreon stuff and then worry about it later? I, I think this goes back to the same, in my personal yeah. opinion, this goes back to what, what I was telling him is that in general, 
it's not something that you're going to have to worry about. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, there's there's certain levels that that where you probably need to start worrying about that. But unless you're, I mean, unless you're doing something that's infringing on someone's uh, copyright or, or something on that, you know, um, honestly, I would be smart to have. Uh, some sort of limited liability uh, a corporation running for my Irish and Celtic music podcast because that has you know potential for all sorts of lawsuits, uh, but I don't, um, and it's it's at a nice level and yeah. you know that that is more likely to get. Um, you know, a, a lawsuit. I think the bigger worry for most, more, most people would be a tax implication. Yeah. Right. But again, it goes it goes back to what you're saying, which is you have to make enough for that to become a tax issue. Right. right. Yeah. Before you and you'll know. About it. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you'll so, know. Like yeah. at, at, at a certain at, at below a certain point, it's are you and your friends trust each other enough to just split it up? Right. That's actually, only, yeah, only going to really go into thing. one account. Now right? that, on the other yeah. hand, that's another thing. You know, just yeah. get a partnership agreement with all yeah. your friends because that is a big a bigger issue. Yeah. You know, if one person you you, you Piss off, uh, you know. Start dating your best friend, <laughs> your co-host, yeah. uh, girlfriend, or whatever. You know, yeah. Um, that's where you're gonna get into problems. And um, if, they do, if for, for some reason it explodes one month, you're like, oh, we're making fifty bucks a month, and your friends are like, oh, you did the work, you hang on to it. Next month, it's like we're making five thousand a month. <laughs> then your friends are gonna be like, we're gonna need some of that. <laughs> then you might probably so that's start thinking your partnership about agreement is yeah. smarter. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, Thank you. So I think we have uh, one minute. So would you guys like to add any any closing thoughts? Sure. I'll, I'll start. Uh, no matter what you're doing, make sure you're doing something that you really, really love. Yes. Talking about, about a lot, like nonstop. Like your friends are finally like, dude, we've heard enough. Shut up. Just love it a lot. Keep doing it a lot. Yeah. I did of that. Do it for love. Unless money is your love, then do it for money. (laughs) (laughs) And it's okay to love money. And uh, I would say, um, you know, as far as kind of the business side of it, it, you know, read read some books, listen to some audio books. Yeah, and pull out little nuggets that that you like. Yeah, Yeah. just because um, it, you may not think it applies, you may glean some information from it. And go on. Oh. Practical books, not yeah, the yeah. paperbacks on the shelf that are like, here's how to <laughs> yeah, motivate no, yourself no. to start them right. kind of yeah. There's a few. Yeah, I I have the books s- you're talking about are good books. I, on that resources list, I have a couple of book recommendations. I was checking that before yeah. I started. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want make sure I have the books that Tom approves. <laughs> you do. Well, not approved, but yeah. So, yeah. So, thanks everybody for, for hanging out and coming. See you in the rest of the session.